In this episode of The Full Nerd, Ryzen APU... Uh, let's go again. <laughs> yeah, you have to mess it up. You got you to guess. It's it tradition. <laughs> All right. All right. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Ryzen APUs and bad RTX news. Hello and welcome back to The Full Nerd, episode 173. I'm host Brad Charkis with Elena Yee. Hello. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the hor- horizontals and the verticals. Yeah, both of them uh, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. We, we, we missed last week. Thanks uh, everyone for being patient, but we're back this week. And we got some fun news. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this stuff. Uh, I think we should dig, dig straight into it. Okay. Uh, so which one's first? I forget. <laughs> oh, the, the Ryzen, Ryzen APUs. We're talking Ryzen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ryzen APUs. That's super exciting. Uh, Elena must be excited because she's a big APU fan. Uh, well, it's excitement, but it's tempered because, mm-hmm. as you already know, I cannot get my hands on these yet. Yep. So the news is this week, out of nowhere, AMD kind of quietly announced Ryzen 5000G APUs. APUs being chips that have, obviously, Ryzen CPU cores mixed with Radeon graphics cores for so you can play on the integrated graphics. Uh, PC builders have been looking for these for a long time. We haven't seen DIY versions of uh, AMD's Ryzen APUs since the 3000 series. So it's been a couple of years at this point, and they're virtually impossible to find right now. Mm. Uh, This new announcement from AMD ticks a lot of boxes because not only are we getting a new generation of APUs, they are hitting something that a lot of you guys have been clamoring for. Every time we have these full nerds, they go some someone always inevitably goes eight core Ryzen APUs when and the answer is this year now. Uh so yeah, AMD announced six different Ryzen APUs, but really three of them, uh and with alternate low power version. Uh all the way up there at the top, we have the Ryzen 7 5700Gs, which, yes, has eight cores and 16 threads. Your prayers have been answered. Wow. Goes all the way up to 4.6 gigahertz and has eight Radeon Vega. Yes, Vega. This is not RDNA 2 yet. Uh, graphics cores. But the good news is, compared to previous APUs, this Vega implementation has migrated from the 12 nanometer process to the 7 nanometer process. And so these graphics cores are able to be clocked a whole lot higher. Uh, for reference, the previous, like I said, the previous Ryzen APU was the 3000 series. The 3400G was the most performant one you could get, and it topped out at 1.4 gigahertz on the graphics cores. Uh, this new Ryzen 7 5700G goes all the way up to 2 gigahertz, which is really, nice. really wild for integrated graphics. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that that's, I mean, what, so, but in, in practical terms, so I was surprised when I used the 3400G for some gaming a couple years ago when I did the build, I don't even remember at this point. Uh, I was actually surprised by by how well it performed, especially if you're just trying to dig into kind of uh, older games or RPGs or I think, you know, not, not the, the latest and greatest, like, like what kind of, like, what kind of boost can we expect, you know, in, in terms of performance, like real world? Uh, I'm not sure a hundred percent. I can't answer that because we don't have modern Vega discrete desktop GPUs that go this fast. The Vega GPUs that I've tested on the desktop, the ones that are in the previous APUs were built on that larger process and were much slower but I would I would guess that we're going to be looking at a pretty sizable performance increase, especially if you remember Ryzen 5000 uh, offers big gaming improvements just for performance in general. So not only are we getting those faster Radeon cores, uh, we're also getting all those gaming improvements from Ryzen 5000. So this could so, be good upgrade. So this actually brings it in line with the, the current um, microarchitecture, right? So this is actually based on Zen 3? Now, so it like, is okay. Yep, it is Zen three. It's not the same architecture as uh, the desktop chips themselves, 
it's the same architecture. Cizan is the code name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's spelled that way. Uh, for the mobile Ryzen 5000 processors, and that's what these use because they're more okay. energy efficient and all that. So uh, now we're like actually in uh, in, tand- in tandem. I don't know what the right word is. Yeah. They're actually the same as opposed to like before where it was Ryzen 3000, but actually it's based on Zen Plus. <laughs> yep, 100%. And that's another big, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a big difference from the past and it should be a big change. Nice. Uh, yeah. Just, well, I just, I just before we go on too long, I just want to mention that there's also a six core 12 thread Ryzen 5 5600G and a four core eight thread 5300G. Okay, so this looks like it's matching the same, um, I guess, SKUs as the 4000 series, which came out last summer. Yeah, they did not actually come out. You were not able to buy those as DIY retail. Well, they came out, but they didn't come out. And it sounds like that's what's happening again here, which is why I saw that news. And part of me was like, I don't even want to read the news because I can't get it. I'm turning into that person from the internet. (laughs) Well, you are that person on the internet. So. (laughs) So yeah, Elena, what Elena is alluding to is Ryzen 4000 APUs only came to pre-built systems. Uh, and these Ryzen 5000G APUs are definitely getting their start there alone. So they'll be coming first to pre-built systems. Uh, but AMD does says that sometime later this year, they'll be available for retail purchase as well. I, uh, I want to say a little leery of that promise or that statement because that's what they said last time did they i'm not even sure well i don't even remember last time they said i think it was it i remember if it was scott or if it was somebody else or if it was robert who said on one of our shows this because people asked in the comments like hey when is this coming to diy builds and they're like oh it'll be like later you know (laughs) i mean this sounds a little more promising because they gave a specific date but now i'm leery because they 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 indicated that four, a 4000 series would be possible to get your hands on and it didn't and now i'm now i've been burned slightly i'm hope i'm hoping slightly. they actually do come out Posted. for all the reasons that we said uh i i think this would be uh we'll talk about it later but the gpu shortage is looking very likely to continue throughout the year so if you can't get a graphics card once these things are available i could see these things being bought in DIY version in large quantity just from people who want to game in some way and not stream stuff. Or my wife works at a school. All those kids right now are asking, how do I build a PC to play Fortnite? I've been playing Fortnite so much during this whole past year. And this is going to be the perfect solution. Well, and I was going to say, actually, I mean, if you, if you're gaming at, at, you know, 720p 60 and you want to stream that, that high end with eight cores, I mean, theoretically should be, you know, uh, yeah. you know, enough to th- theoretically stream and game at the same time, uh, you know, whether that can happen, uh, that, that's yet to be seen. But that, that's what I would want to test is like, hey, can an APU stream and game at the same time, even if it's a, a lower quality? I mean, that's mm-hmm. still a great option. Uh, we do have a, a good question from uh, uh, Spike Blighty that um, more for Gordon, but I, I think maybe you can answer this too. Uh, will we be getting in the uh, OEM CPUs for reviews, the ones that uh, system integrators uh, get normally? So I, th- I think they're referencing the the 4000 series we were just talking about. Did Why don't we usually review those? Uh, uh, the big chip companies... NVIDIA, Intel, AMD, all of them, whenever they release OEM-specific parts like this, they typically don't send those out for sampling like they do some other processors. Uh, To have a shot at it, usually you need to get the actual systems in from the the systems that are the people who are releasing these pre-built PCs and test those. And then if you wanted to after that and they're okay with it, you can rip it out and test it yourself. I don't see that happening. I don't think it's very going to be likely while they're still only available in pre-built version. But once uh, DIY retail pops out, I I would definitely hope that we do review them because I think there's going to be a lot of interest in these. Yeah. Even if, I mean, we're going to talk about this in the next segment, but Mm. even if they're... Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Even if we get better stock of graphics cards towards the end of the year, 
I think that having something like this out there is a great alternative for most people who are building a PC to only do like light gaming on and mostly using for productivity. And that way you don't because the problem the problem has always been when going with AMD is that you didn't get integrated graphics. So you had to get some kind of video card to even boot, you know. Mm-hmm. and see what was going on. And that was an advantage that Intel had for the longest time and still has, honestly, especially during this GPU drive. Like I've seen other uh, tech tubers put out videos like comparing like integrated graphics performance because that's how terrible things are right now. Um, yep. but, you know, even if things normalize, I think there is a, a really solid spot for this. And I am personally looking forward to, to playing with these because I think this is the kind of chip that I would get for like friends who don't really game on PC but want to build something for their kids who might want to get into PC gaming but they don't want to put a lot of money into it um, for like relatives who you know just want the best there is and so I can kind of lie to them and say yes you have the top of the line chip mom <laughs> you don't need anything else <laughs> yep top yeah. of the line of that one yeah and I yeah. think uh, after <laughs> Uh, after the past few years of graphics card shortages, like this is the third time since 2015 we've had issues. So I think people might be looking to hedge their bets as in the future as far as having onboard graphics in some way. So if this pops up again, you do have a fallback option. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And chat was pointing out, and rightly so, that, I mean, you can just pop in a discrete graphics card later on if you really want to. So... It's yep. not like one, you're sacrificing. It's not like you're choosing one path, path over the other. Well, you are choosing one path uh, for other parts of your system because unlike Ryzen 4000 and Ryzen 5000 desktop processors, uh, AMD is limiting these to PCIe 3.0. Mm. They're not going to have PCIe 4.0, uh, which means those ultra-fast PCIe 4.0 SSDs won't be working at full speed in these systems. They'll just be PCIe 3.0 SSDs, which makes sense to me, considering that these APUs tend to be more budget offerings, although AMD is not announcing pricing for any of these. No. Uh, oh, well, but in general, that, so. these APUs tend to be more affordable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think going with PCIe 3 makes sense to keep costs down. It does. And I honestly, like we've talked about this on the show before, I honestly think that we're not going to materially see benefits from PCIe 4.0 um, outside of like the edge, the edges of the spectrum, you know, until, I don't know, four years from now, five years from now, I want to say. Yeah, mm. maybe it depends. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about it more in the next section, but yeah, it'll depend on how much the future graphics cards saturate the... PCIe slot because we're getting close, but yeah. Anyway, continue. I lost my train of thought. So. <laughs> well, uh, Flash Photo has a question. Uh, do we know if these chips have uh, eight or sixteen lanes uh, for the PCIe? Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head, but AMD did put up technical spec pages for all of these. Uh, if you Google the part numbers, you'll find them, or if you go to my article on PCWorld.com. I made sure to link to each one as I laid out the basic tech specs. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I did not come prepared. So <laughs> I, I want to actually call out this comment in the YouTube chat real quick. Uh, Mark Tackman said that my three-year-old needs one of these APUs. They cannot mm-hmm. come quick enough. I just built him a low-end AM4, but forced to use an old 6970 on an old 70, 720p monitor. Like, whoa, that is a well-kitted-out three-year-old. I, 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 he probably missed a one. I bet it's a 13-year-old. I'm just saying. <laughs> a three-year-old. Oh, boy. Wow. I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, these days, kids pick up on tech so fast that yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. My kid's been watching so much YouTube, and now she just throws in terms like toxic and rage quit and stuff like that in everyday life, and it's great. Well, well actually, it. side note, uh, I had, uh, I had I, I'm not going to name where, but... Somebody was asking me about terminology uh, for gaming terminology and was like, hey, is, is it a common vernacular for gamers to say, go full sweat? And I was like, uh, I've never heard that. Uh, but I, I, guess, I guess it's a Fortnite <laughs> thing. A They're one. like, yeah, my, my 
you know, 10 year old son who plays Fortnite all the time, like him and his friends are always saying some version of go full sweat. And I was like, oh, maybe they're full nerd, you know, uh, uh, fans. <laughs> but no, I, I guess it's a thing. But I had to tell them like, no, that's that seems to be just a, a, a Fortnite thing. I, I wouldn't call that a, mm-hmm. a gamer thing specifically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had no idea about it. So yeah. All right. anyway, uh, <laughs> to that age, yeah. So, it, it, do you, was there any indication because there's more cores because the GPU is, is clocked higher? Do you think these are going to produce more heat, take more energy? They actually are very, uh, as compared to the proper, I guess, desktop Ryzen chips, the ones without graphics. Uh, these are all kept to lower wattages. So the G versions of these uh, all have, so the 5700G, 5600G, 5300G are all rated for 65 watts. Uh, What you actually will see will be higher than that if you have a good cooler on it and a motherboard that supports more power and stuff like that. But 65 watts is a good good, good base number. Uh, And the... GE versions of these, which are basically the same chips with a little bit lower base clock speed, are 35 watts. So those will be even more power efficient. So they should be looking pretty good. Are the GE versions still socketed? Do you know? Uh, Yes. These are all announced as socketed chips. Oh, cool. So, yeah, looking pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to see it. It feels like it's been forever since we've heard about proper desktop apu releases and i'm glad that they have not disappeared wait so i feel like go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say i feel like there there is something we can say right now about consoles especially because gordon's (laughs) not here and we have free reign but honestly i can't think of anything i'm just thinking about pc application right now i mean it it really depends on the price too right i mean that that, that's part of it you know yeah but still uh, you know in the past well, I was just going to say, I mean, if, if these are easier to find, and it seems like the desktop, full desktop Ryzen 5000 parts have been, seem to be in the channel more and more recently, right? It, it seems like these, there, there's more options for at least... The single, the, yeah. the single die ones, where's the 5600X and the 5800X, we're starting to see more. The 5800X was actually available earlier this week, or over the weekend, uh at a slight discount on Amazon. So it, it was available in enough quantity that they actually were not charging full price for it. So that's encouraging. Yeah. And, and these are, interesting these are single, the right? These are single CCX. Yeah, I, I these can should be. Too. Okay. Should so be. yeah. I mean, if production is, is getting to a better yeah, place, the way, that, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. The way that Raisin 5,000 is set up. So the architecture that's based on, they can have up to eight cores and 16 threads on that one die. So now we finally have an 8-core, 16-thread, 5700G. I would expect these chips to be slightly more expensive than the ones we've seen in the past. In the past, uh, they were all lower-end 4-core, 8-thread models, which the the 5300G still is. Uh, And they were typically 100 to 150-ish bucks. Uh, just given the state of everything these days, whenever they do get announced for retail channels, uh, I, I would expect them to be a little bit more than that, especially that higher end chip. Uh, but we're going to have to wait and see. So, Yeah. I mean, we we saw this jump with the 4000 series, if I remember right, in terms of increased cores and threads. But because we had no prices then, there's just no clue as to what it's going to be. Uh I'm hoping that it's not too much more or it still kind of hovers around the same amount as like their non-integrated uh, graphics equivalents. Maybe kind of like the K, KF kind of situation, but we'll, we'll have to see, I guess. I would love if that 5300G still comes in at $100 like the previous Ryzen 3 APUs have, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up to 125 or 150 for that to start at. Well, that's a f- I think the one the one hundred price was usually for the four four, so like the thirty two hundred G. So I'm yep. I think the thirty four hundred G was like one thirty. Yeah. So I'm hoping it. Yeah, like I would hope it would stick around there. But AMD has been kind of factoring in a slight. Uh, hey, we're no longer the underdog yeah. um, aspect to their pricing. So I mean, 
if it was at 150, I wouldn't be entirely surprised. I would be a little disappointed, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's good to know. Uh, and so no indication of price, no really indication of, of uh, date or anything. Nope. So no. okay, well. they're coming. I wouldn't expect the retail parts for at least a few months. If they're coming to pre-built first uh, and then tech found one pre-built system already being teased in Germany, but that's it. So mm-hmm. I would expect them to give the pre-built OEMs uh, a few months to play with these and offer these themselves before they start bringing them out to individual people. So I would expect it to take a couple months, but if you're looking to build a gaming PC in the near future and you can't get a graphics card, one of these pre-builds might very well be worth considering. We'll have to see what's actually released. But Brad, uh, why can't you get any graphics cards, huh? Does <laughs> NVIDIA have any news on that? Uh, they do. NVIDIA has news. Uh, it's not great news, but it's news. Uh, so NVIDIA had a couple different things going on this week. Uh, they had their GTC 2021 keynote and the event is going on right now, which is their annual event for developers and data center people and where they tend to show off all their big iron stuff. Uh, Like an interesting thing that we're not going to talk about is NVIDIA is actually getting back into CPUs for servers and data centers and they look pretty cool, but it's not going to be for normal people. But one bit that did come out of GTC 2020, uh, it was a roadmap talking about future product releases from NVIDIA. And we're not going to get a 4080 this year. Uh, The roadmap shows Ampere Next uh, releasing sometime in 2022 and Ampere Next Next in 2024. So we're not going to see an RTX 4080 this year. Uh, which is probably fine for most people because most people still haven't been able to get an RTX 30 series if they wanted one. I know people who signed up for queues on the day that the cards released all the way back in September and still haven't gotten them. Uh, And to that end, as part of that, it was also NVIDIA's Investor Day this week, and the chief financial officer... Uh, said that right now overall demand is huge and it continues to exceed the supply that NVIDIA can pump out. Uh, And they expect demand to continue to exceed supply for much of this year. So that means they're making them as quick as they can. Uh, People want more than they can make, basically. Uh, One bit of potential hope out of that is the chief financial officer, Colette Crest, said that uh, they believe, I believe is a a word to pay attention to there, that they will have enough supply to have sequential growth for the company going forward. So that means basically they believe they'll be making more GPUs than they have been previously. Like they'll be able to start shipping more but they still expect it to be a shortage for the Dem- rest of Demand the year, will continue to stay high, depending, <laughs> even though they'll be able to make more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, and, and it is, it is, it, it, there's no way for them, I think, to possibly meet demand anytime soon. Just considering where we are right now after the pandemic, so many people hopping on. Like I said, people who signed up for the 3080 in September still haven't got their cards. Uh, the secondhand market is wild. We're even seeing cards from four years ago that were used selling for more than they launched new at the time. So there is just crazy, crazy demand out there. And it's it's going to be a rough one, I think. It's it's so bad right now that uh, our, our regulars have joked about what's going to be our best GPU of 2021. <laughs> and somebody has already said the 1650 <laughs> and somebody has already nominated the uh, Ryzen uh, 5000 APUs <laughs> preemptively. So gird yourself, Brad. You may be in for some uncomfortable discussion. Well, do you know what mine would be right now? Can you guess? Someone can guess. Mm. My pick for the GPU of the year right now so far would be GeForce Now. <laughs> mm. the, the cloud GPUs. 
GPUs in Very the cloud. Very traditional. I like yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. That. That. Yeah. The end of the year will be interesting to see <laughs> where that goes. Uh, I like. I'm that. real curious for the paper episode because I thought last oh. year was bad for the paper episode, considering. Oh, but man. this year is even worse. I expected things to be a lot Aren't better you this doing year. So many push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, one of the questions I had beforehand. <laughs> We, I, I was chatting with somebody on, on our Discord, uh, fine folks over there if you want to join, um, about what Ampere Next means, you know, because somebody was saying the, uh, you know, I was like, mm, does that mean the thirty the 3080 Ti supposedly, is that part of Ampere Next? Or if the 3080 Ti is just a RAM, uh, increased RAM, that's probably not a Next, right? The Next is probably like more like a super kind of thing. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on what Ampere Next means? That is actually a great question. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, somebody asked me that very same question on Twitter yesterday, so I added just a quick line to hopefully explain it in my article. But uh, that means that the GPU architecture of the Next generation is coming next year that doesn't mean we're not going to see more cards this year we are still very likely going to see more graphics cards based on ampere itself uh hopefully we eventually wind up seeing like a 3050 hopefully and below i don't know if we're going to see that far down this generation uh if something like a 3080 ti did come out right now it's rumored that a 12 gigabyte 3080 ti could be coming in may if that did come out, it would still be built on Ampere itself. So that doesn't mean anything like that is getting delayed. It just means the next generation. If we saw a super release for whatever reason, it would probably also be Ampere. If you look back at the 2060, 70, and 2080 super, uh, those were all Turing just like the original 2080, 2060, 2070. So. Well, then, okay, if that's the case, then next year seems to be kind of early then for a uh, new a new architecture change right uh it's it's about on time it's going to depend when it launches uh one 2022 is a is a big 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 span it could not necessarily come in january it could come in september 2022 yep. uh yep. but the last few years we've been seeing new architectural releases for consumer GeForce cards, uh, generally every 1.5 to 2 years. So 2022 looks mm -hmm. to be right on pace. And that looks to be the pace that NVIDIA is kind of shooting for anyway, when you consider that Ampere Next Next is 2024. So two years after Ampere uh, Next launches. What about what about the, the 16 series replacement? Because the 30 series was the replacement for the 20 series. What's going to replace the 16 series? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I kind of hope that every graphics card released this generation has ray tracing capabilities on both sides in some way. Uh, that's my strong hope. I think it needs to be universal now. Uh, I The exception, I guess, would be like $100 graphics cards, like ultra cheap ones if they're able to make them. But I honestly doubt that we're going to see any ultra cheap graphics cards anytime this year. Uh, they're going to focus on the money makers. I would honestly be surprised if they continue to release GTX-style mm -hmm. cards. They've been so adamant about pushing ray tracing forward. And uh, I, I think that I honestly feel like the GTX, like the 616 series, was more as a um, uh, thing to pl like placate people who were like, oh, I don't want to pay this much for a 20 series car. You know, there's not enough support for ray tracing. This is, you know, BS. And I think now that we're in the second generation and we're moving beyond, I think they'll feel like the training wheels can come off and they don't really need to hold people's hands like that. Like as Brad was saying, I, I would expect more to see like maybe an update to the GT cards, the stuff that's like sub 100 for people who like buy parts that have zero integrated graphics and just need something so they can uh, you know post and like have a home theater PC. Word. Yeah. yeah but i would be surprised if they kept going with gtx personally yeah i think personally my my thoughts are they only released gtx 16 series uh because rtx was super new and so they couldn't make them a good small die while having all that stuff on the chips but at this point we're on second 
gen ray tracing cores and third gen tensor cores and they've been shrunk and made more effective and stuff like that so i think it would be a lot easier for them to get it on more affordable hardware this time around Uh, again, I don't know if we're going to see affordable hardware this generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, to, to switch tactics uh, a little bit, I, I do have a, a question, not to get into the QA section or not, but uh, VC Gesture was asking, uh, now, now that NVIDIA is going to be making CPUs, uh, Brad, are, are, are you the new CPU guy? Do we not need Gordon <laughs> anymore? Well, I guess we can announce, you know, that's not, not why, that's why Gordon's not well, here today. Brad's going to take both. Uh, you know, we're, we're all good. Uh, just kidding. No, no, not at all. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what do you, what do you think about the new NVIDIA CPUs? Oh, oh well, and oh, okay. Specifically his question on discord is, uh, uh, since Hardware Unboxed reported that NVIDIA drivers are causing some CPUs to bottleneck the system, will NVIDIA drivers bottle NVIDIA CPUs? <laughs> that is a funny question. Uh, yeah, the NVIDIA CPUs that were announced are super high-end for, like, supercomputers and stuff like that. So they're not going to be anything we cover. But if they do trickle down, uh, me and Gordon, I guess, are going to have to arm wrestle over it or something. <laughs> Uh, I mean, could is there? Could you see a potential trickle down, or do you think this is just like, nah, we, we want to stay in the the high end server space, get something out there? Not in the short term. I think they're going for ARM because remember, Nvidia is also trying to buy ARM, and these new chips are based on ARM. And they've said the whole time, this is for AI, this is for accelerating AI, and just making big cohesive you know, full systems and not just GPUs. And I think that really is what their target is. But in the long term, you know, if Windows on ARM continues to get built, especially now that M1 MacBooks are out, you know, Microsoft and Qualcomm have been putting more attention into ARM book, uh, Windows laptops and stuff like that. In time, I wouldn't be surprised that this is successful to see NVIDIA CPUs. This would be the chance for them to finally get around that Intel x86 legal blockade that they bumped into uh that would be many years down the line or uh john dokic uh makes a good point uh maybe this is an upgrade to tegra the the new nintendo switch will have uh (laughs) nintendo (laughs) switch pro confirmed yeah confirmed (laughs) i was actually i was i was expecting to see a tegra announcement yesterday i was or uh, whatever day that they did this uh I was actually really surprised to not see a Tegra announcement. I expect one will be coming soon and will be in the Nintendo Switch Pro or as Jeff Grubb Adventure Beat calls it, and I absolutely love some stealing, uh, the Super Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, I want to. I yeah, I've heard, I've heard that too. Super Nintendo Switch is totally my jam. Uh, <laughs> but so even if they were waiting for Nintendo on, on that announcement, I mean... There, I know a ton of people who still. I mean, I, I still have my uh, the 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 set top box. Uh, God, what, what is it called? Why, why can't yeah, it? the shield. A shield, yes, shield yes. TV. You know, shield they, TV. It's been a while since they they refreshed that as well. Uh, I I could see. There's a reason for that, uh, because it still is by far the most performant enthusiast class one around. Uh, there's nothing else coming at it, even close, even still. True, so true. they can leave it as is. But I wouldn't be surprised to see that upgraded as well if they do roll out a Tegra. That was a good point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then uh, Yel- Yel- Yelt Nurb says Skynet confirmed. NVIDIA is going to have it all. <laughs> I mean... Jensen does look cool in that leather jacket, but in the movies, like the evil CEOs always do wear black level jackets, leather jackets, don't they? So I can see where that's coming from. And his hair was getting <laughs> nice and long too, you know, fitting, fitting that jacket. Yeah, that is that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, and, and anything else from that uh, announcement or should we hit some, uh, some questions? No, it was actually surprisingly light on consumer news. The only consumer news we got out of GTC really is 4080 isn't coming. Uh, the more consumer news was the fact that the shortage is continuing, which is a bummer. So I'm ready to move on to more questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then, uh, yeah, if you have questions, put them in the chat right now at 
PC world if you can, because that's that's one of the easiest ways for me to see it. Or if you have questions anytime through the week, if you're an audio listener, maybe head over to Discord. Got a link in the description. Uh, we have a channel where you can drop questions. That's that's uh, one of the easier ways too. Uh, yeah, VC Jester just showed up. Sorry, I, I already asked your question. You'll have to to rewind the tape. Uh, to get back to it uh but to go back to uh 5000g <laughs> for a minute uh cause mc did have a question uh do you, will we see regional specific 5000g diy releases uh or do you think it'll be more widespread i think is what the question is getting at Wait, diy or oem uh, they say diy okay so. uh yeah go ahead what do you say Wait, I was going to ask, so they're asking if there's like a difference in timing or like there's actually going to be variations to the specs. I would would expect there to be pretty much the same six chips released around the globe. It's just my answer to that. Sometimes there are uh, different variants released typically for Asia Pacific regions uh, for different reasons. And that might be the case. But in general, I would expect these to be the six chips that are available. Mm. Okay. Uh, John Dokic, a friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, uh, has a question. Uh, Is the hardware shortage causing devs to finally stop making software so bloaty? Mm, Probably not. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I don't know if you'd see the effects of that now anyway. Mm -hmm. You'd maybe see it a few years down the road, a couple of years down the road, depending how long the dev cycle is. So you might not even notice that it was caused by all this anyway. Also, I, I would say something that, that hurts even more. I, I, I hear a lot of people scream about how the, uh, how game sizes are, are taking up so much space on the new generation of consoles. Like it's just crazy, especially something like call of duty. If you play Warzone or the new call of duty, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking up half your hard drive already. Uh, and PS5 still hasn't released the the update to allow M.2 NVMe drives. Uh, so especially those 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 people are just like hurting for space. Uh, so that's a yeah. That's the reason I don't play Call of Duty Warzone, which stinks because I really like Call of Duty and I really like you know battle royale royale style games. But I'm not dedicating 200 gigabytes plus to a game. I will just pass on that. That's like a $60 SSD just to Warzone, and that's not <laughs> worth it to me. Didn't, <laughs> didn't a Sony just enable the use of like USB drives? I thought it was Cold storage. Oh, okay. So what you can do, their new thing, is you can plug in a USB drive to the system and store games on there oh, so that like you store PS5. Okay. Yeah, so that you don't have to... Re- PS5 or PS4, but that way you don't have to uh, re-download them in the future. You can just pull it off of that drive, uh, but you can't play games off of the drive because okay. the PlayStation makes, needs that, that NVMe drive. But, but you can't it would play- make way more sense for them to just unlock that expansion card and release you know, things yeah, that you can buy to expand it. People but- are worried about heating... Like, uh, or, or cooling that that uh, that slot. So who knows? But uh, I, I will s- clarify the expanded USB storage. You can play PS4 games off of that, but PS5 games is just cold storage. So okay, yeah. Which which okay. it's like it's like okay. it just makes it all complicated. <laughs> so you can have a USB yeah. external Very drive that'll play PS4 games, but and you can put PS5 games. But if you need to play a PS5 game, you have to put it back on the internal drive. <laughs> Really wait, wait a second. I thought I thought consoles just worked and were the easy things. I was just going to say almost the same <laughs> thing. Like I, I mean, I hate to give Gordon more ammunition here. Thank well, God he's not here. Yeah, right? good. He's not but listening. Probably. I, so. I mean, I do think this is this is really this is really strange to me because consoles are supposed to be just you know you, it just works. It's just mm-hmm. it's very turnkey, and now we have way simpler, more straightforward storage on PC. What? I don't know what they're doing over there. I, I would so say it's, it's, I think I think Microsoft. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I was going to say what you're saying. Go ahead. Well, it's just yeah, the, that Microsoft yeah, with, with that <laughs> Microsoft with that smart delivery system was was right to say, hey, you know, we know what system you're on. We're going to give you what you need. Supposedly, Sony 
they, and they've made some changes, but have had some real problems being like, okay, well, which version of the game am I pulling down? Some people are pulling down PS4 versions of a PS5 game that they bought and didn't know until later, uh, you know, and, and in some cases, like pulling down both versions, like, like, yeah, it's just not, not as clear cut. Sony is definitely having real big problems with that where I think Microsoft, I mean, at least they have the expanded card storage. Sure. It's expensive, but I mean, you, you just slot it into the system you know, and it immediately is just like, okay, you can put whatever you want on that. So it's better on the, the Xbox side. Uh, yeah, I think sure. Microsoft deserves a lot of credit for that, actually, because they actually made that very seamless, it seems like. Uh, not just in games, the fact that they do have that storage version. One thing that really grinds my gears these days is all this pricey hardware launching without the core feature set that was supported on the old hardware and you need it. Like, to me, it's just absolutely crazy that you cannot get expanded storage for the PlayStation 5 six months after it launches, when expanded storage for these consoles have been the norm for a decade now. And it's it's especially weird, too, because, like, the PlayStation's, or play, sorry, I should say PS5's whole claim to fame was that it just uses standard drives, but they have to be certified for use, if I remember right. But they haven't said what's certified, and that's crazy because there are so many SSDs on the market already. Like, why wouldn't they? Like, like Xbox's solution is proprietary. I would expect that that one to take longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's wild. I, I mean, it. I you know, I yeah. But also, it's just like the yeah. I I can't imagine console people trying to go through jump through the hoops of like okay, I need to upgrade my storage, but I need to get this M.2 NVMe drive, but I need to make sure it's PCIe four. But if it has a built-in heatsink, is it going to fit? You know, like like how do I install it's it? Seriously. Like it's it definitely got real complicated real quick. I yeah. <laughs> And it especially sucks that, like you were saying, this is an era where a game can routinely be 100 gigabytes, even more. And that's that fills up space fast. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, when there are patches on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. All right, well, yeah, to get away from the, the console, hey, we, we filled our, our Gordon quota uh, <laughs> for the week. Uh, LaSalle <laughs> Rhymes III gave, gave us $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much, uh, good friend. Uh, said, uh, great show. Uh, on the new Ryzen APU, they do come with a lower L2 cache than the normal 5000 series. Thanks yep. for the, the PSA. Um, yep. And then we had a question about uh, from Endgame. Uh, will there be resizable bar support for a Z390? Any, any word on that? It's going to depend. I know Asus said they're not going to do that because at this point, the Z390, that whole generation, the 300 series, is considered out of support. So it's going to be hit and miss. I know Gigabyte has announced resizable bar BIOSes for some Z390 boards and some other companies have as well, but it's going to be very hit and miss. Uh, some people are super mad about it. Uh, I'm honestly not because, I mean, you bought those boards three years ago, four years ago, and it's totally reasonable f to me for the companies to say, you bought these years ago, that's out of support. We're not going to put, because it does take serious engineering resources to roll out this kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be hit and miss. Uh, I would hope that most high-end boards, at least, would roll out support for resizable bar just to make you happy with the brand because if you spent $500 on a motherboard uh, I can understand the company saying we're not doing an update for that because it is so old but I would I would also think it would garner a lot of goodwill and make you want to buy another Asus motherboard or another gigabyte motherboard or whatever in the future if they do still say hey we're just going to turn that on even though you're out of support but it's going to be hit and miss yeah, with it being two generations back, I think that's the best you can really hope for, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think even just like going one generation back was already kind of this big deal. People were pretty excited because they didn't think it was going to come there or arrive I'm, there. I'm glad that they all are, though, because at first I thought it was just going to be new hardware moving forward because wrangling all these BIOS updates for your motherboard, for your CPU, for your GPU, it kind of sucks. But... 
it's it's super cool that a bunch of companies are doing all they can to go backwards and enable this where they can. Uh, yay competition. Yep. Nice. Uh, and honestly, oh. I think they deserve some kudos because of, given how constrained everybody is with the pandemic going on, I think that it is cool that they're trying to still make a concerted effort to be consumer friendly in terms of what features are supported and not. Nice. Yep. Uh, I got a fun question. Uh, somebody said earlier said, uh, Elena, great job on your, your latest case, uh, tear down video. I, I agree. Um, oh, thanks. so to piggyback off that, uh, Audi kid, uh, said, uh, I'm going to, uh, change it a little bit. Uh, if we each had to choose our favorite mid tower case right now, what would it be? Probably Corsair 4000 series. Probably the the D Airflow version. I really just, I really, I, I don't know why, but I, I really enjoy the whole idea of modular panels. Like a basic case, but then like you can swap in and out, adjust a couple of things to tailor it to your taste. So it makes it really easy to change your mind down the road. Like you start with a solid panel, you're like, eh, like it's it's not enough like the temps in my system aren't good enough. I'm going to get the airflow panel instead. And you can do that as opposed to having to buy a whole new case. And I think Corsair is selling those panels for like $10 each. Oh, dang. So it's really affordable to, to change your mind. That's I dig that. pizza. <laughs> yeah, I dig that. I, I like that a lot. It's very consumer friendly. I uh, My honest answer is I would ask Elena and see what she recommends. Uh, and <laughs> she would recommend that, it sounds like. So, <laughs> uh, but another another answer would be, I honestly think my next case is going to be a small form factor anyway. So oh. I haven't been looking at I'm just, I think everything's getting ready. I would love to have a, a nice small PC again. I've been having large ones for the last two times around, so... What are you thinking? Are you going to go with one like the specialty, like what the Dan case right. is? Those kind of uh, are going to do more like Cooler Master NR200. It'll depend on budget and ambition levels at the time. Uh, but yeah, something cool. We'll see. I'm not, I was originally, I've talked about on the show, going to upgrade my system this year. But with everything going on, what I have is fine. I'm just going to wait for next year to start to figure out anything. Okay. Uh, and I, I would go honestly with this Fantex, uh, the, the video production PC build. I, I can't remember what, what, Elena, what's the model of this one? Uh, you, 300, I think got the three P300. P300. A, was it A? A. No, it was yeah, P300, yeah. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, I just, wow. Like it, it is, it is nice, compact, still got plenty of room. It, it was so easy to move, <laughs> uh, when, when I was moving into the new place, I was just like, ah, dang, wow, this is yeah. This is a, like all the all the space I would need. Uh, I that's that's been my surprise uh, of the past year. So uh, I dig. I it. Actually, my my current system is in a Fantex Evolve X. I think it was called uh, like their high end one from a few years ago. It was like 200, 250 bucks, and I have no complaints about it. Like Fantex makes excellent PC cases. There's just so many good choices right now. That's the most exciting thing. Like we've come so far from the days where it was just, you know, a black steel box mm-hmm. with built in hard drive cages that you couldn't move. And, you know, well, good luck if you want to airflow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to piggyback off that question, uh, Daxter Beer GMS on YouTube asks, uh, which cases are the most overhyped, Alina? All I see are O11D builds or h510 budget builds i see the h510 everywhere <laughs> some version of the h510 <laughs> well i i feel so i know this is going to sound like a diplomat's answer but i genuinely feel it where i think overhyped really depends on where you sit in the spectrum right or like where, where what your perspective is like if you want an airflow case the nzxt cases are going to seem totally overhyped to you because you're like dude that's a solid panel in the front i can't remove it i mean if i wanted to do anything i'd have to drill into it why does everybody like this that's not going to get me optimal temps and then yeah I've, absolutely for you it's going to be overhyped and you're not going to understand why everybody loves it right and then on the flip side if you're an aesthetic type person you're going to be thinking, oh, wow, why does everybody love all these 
this, like these be quiet cases, like they're kind of they're, they're kind of chunky looking. Like they're not they're not the most sleek looking cases, but they're more performance minded. And you're going to say, like, why are you cutting corners on performance? You can have something that's both performant and beautiful. Uh, so I know it's kind of a cop out for me to say that, but I think things are popular for reasons. And you just kind of have to dig into who the audience is and then ask yourself whether or not you identify with it. I would say personally for me, for where I sit in the spectrum as a value-minded type person, to me, the the overhyped ones are like almost the specialty ones where everyone's like, I'm going to throw $300 at this case. And I'm like, yeah, but what are you getting? But then I, again, like I have to take a step back and say like, this is not for me. And like these people are getting a lot of enjoyment out of this and it's not my place to like crap on that. But that's just my take on it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I was just talking about, I spent 200 or $250 on this case uh, just because I like how it looks. It's big. It's solid. It had everything I wanted, and I love how it looks. Uh, and I don't regret it because I look at it every day. I don't look at my processor every day. I don't look at my graphics card every day. That, that desktop sits there. So to me, aesthetics is worthwhile. I, I do. I just generally think that the, the rare – no pun intended – but the rare cases where – something is kind of overhyped like they're they're saying like it's going to do this but it doesn't really come up to the par like all that like you're not going to see it be popular because most people are going to recognize that you're not getting you're not getting some kind of value out of it whether that's the enjoyment of looking at it every day of or building in it or airflow or something else yeah i I was gonna say yeah for for my end overhyped the definition overhyped like for me, like, sure, there's cases that I can think of that I see everywhere. O eleven, five ten, the 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 cooler master small one. What is it? The NC one hundred? No, two hundred. Uh, NR one. Uh, God, uh, so many names, numbers. NR two hundred, uh, the cooler master one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the small one. Um, Sorry, I was looking at chat for a second. <laughs> no, 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 like I see them everywhere, but I wouldn't call that overhyped. Like, like they're they're damn good cases, and everybody is using them for a reason. Yeah, overhyped for, to me is like. Oh hey, you know it, it. It's either over expensive and it doesn't perform, uh, or you you just see a, a, a bunch of advertising, but nobody's actually building in it. Uh, yeah, I don't really see that too often. I I think Elena's right. It's those cases don't really like get bubbled to the surface. Uh, so it's the same as processors. Uh, not so much graphics cards, but processors are in the same boat. We're very fortunate that these days, pretty much every option that you can buy is fine. It's just, you know, what you want to pour into for time and effort for the rest. But anything you buy is really probably going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would say the uh, NZXT H1 was on fire. It was lit. It was overhyped. <laughs> <laughs> a, trying to make a joke there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a, a $20 super chat from Brian Finkel. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, wow. said... Love watching you guys uh, work 12-hour nights, so this is great. Uh, I, I understand how that is. Yeah, uh, I have a 10-year-old PC because yeah. I refuse to go crazy with prices. Rather not over, overspend. Love Gordon's rants and Elena laughing so hard at him. Y'all are awesome. No, you <laughs> are awesome, Brian. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Also, yeah. <laughs> my Sandy Bridge system sees your 10-year-old PC and salutes. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we love thank the PC. Thank you so much, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're just having fun. Uh, that actually, I I genuinely just to hop in there. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I love hearing when we make a difference to you guys. So thank you very much. We do this for y'all. So thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, it's fun to have a great community, um, especially over on Discord too. Thank you. Uh, somebody uh, uh, to keep on with the the case discussion because uh, I think it's it's a fun side note. Uh, Ruru Chu says uh, those Cougar cases. Uh, they see a lot of ads, but not many people building them. What do you What do you know about Cougar cases, uh, Elena? You know, I haven't worked with them, so I actually have no comment on them because I don't think it's fair to say anything about something I haven't touched personally. You know, uh, I would love to expand out more, but unfortunately, especially with the pandemic, it's just so hard to cover all the things I want to cover. I have been talking with them to see if I could bring something in, but we'll, we'll have to see. The cougar cases he's referencing are those the like wild exotic like robot mech looking ones or is there something else I'm not aware of? Because I know Cougar had that crazy showpiece case that it's had for a couple of years now. 
Oh, the one that's kind of slanted and has like the see. open design. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Now, now that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some builds in those. Like I, I follow some, some Instagrams of like PC setups and I've, I've seen some of those. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, okay. Here's a question that just came in from an Audi kid again. Uh, said, what wattage PSU should you have for a mini ITX, uh, with a six core, and getting a 3060 caliber GPU, uh, their case is a Fantex uh, Evol Shift 2. That's another good case, another good Fantex case. <laughs> uh, I would look at whatever it is that your uh, graphics card recommends and just go with that because they build a lot of headroom into there, uh, anticipating that some people have poor case airflow will have overclocked cpus and stuff like that so the gpu recommendations tend to be kind of worst case uh so i would look at that uh it's going to be pretty low i typically for a single you know single processor single graphics card setup like that i find 650 watts to be around the sweet spot uh if you're looking to upgrade up to a higher level gpu in the future like if you think maybe next generation you might want a 4080 uh i would aim higher because yeah. high-end graphics cards are getting more powerful. But I would say 650, 750 watts uh, would still do you good, just like always. Yep. Exactly okay. what I was going to say. Nice. Plus uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we've got a question from Dark Helmet. Oh, be- hi. Baby's oh, hungry. was that a baby cry? Yeah, yeah. She's, it's almost noon. She's screaming at me. Come on up. Come on up. Say hi. Uh, she has something to say about cases. Just kidding. Um, Dark Helmet is asking uh, any creative <laughs> suggestions for what to do with an old fifty six hundred U laptop. What what did what did what have you guys done with with old laptops? Uh, I've I've given them to my kids. <laughs> I've uh, I've used them as uh, I've attached hard drives to them, external hard drives, and used them as simple servers in the past. Uh, these days, uh, I typically either give them to someone else, uh, or try to sell them. (laughs) I have a problem with letting things go (laughs) unless it's like to somebody I know. Um, and typically what I've done with older hardware, uh, is to, if it's like got a spinning platter drive, I'll replace it with an SSD and then give it to like an older relative or a relative who doesn't really use technology as often. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll put Linux on there for them. So it'll feel a little bit faster. Uh, Sometimes I'll lately I've actually turned them into Chromebooks to kind of help out with like any schooling needs. But uh, in general, I tend to kind of hold on to things, especially if I get, it's weird. I get sentimentally attached to items. So like if I used it a lot, like I still have my college era laptop, Things super old. I'm old, so <laughs> it's not going to do anybody any good. As opposed as as a as anything beyond a relic. If uh, if you're looking to truly repurpose it, depending on what you're doing, uh, there are plenty of options. You could there there are specialized distros you could get to make it like a server, like for your house, uh, so that you could use it as network attached storage. Uh, use it for retro gaming and stuff like that. Uh, pretty much anything that you see people recommending Raspberry Pis for, like print servers and stuff like that. Not all of it will work, but a lot of that stuff will work just as well on an old laptop. Those those primary yeah. use cases. So, yeah, any of those cool things you've seen Raspberry Pis for that don't involve attaching a camera or any weird things like that uh, will probably be a just fine use for for yeah. an older laptop. Yeah, if you live somewhere where electricity isn't expensive. Like you don't really need to go down to Raspberry Pi if you have just that kind of hardware on hand. Uh, Rick Elder says uh, Elena hides all her old laptops uh, behind the screen. Uh, that, that's what the screen's for. <laughs> it is possible if somebody set my residence on fire, which I really hope you don't do, um, <laughs> that I would die in a toxic chemical <laughs> environment once everything caught on fire. Uh, well, uh, a friend of the show, Tech Tech Potato. Dr. Irene Kutcher says, uh, I still have a dual core Bobcat netbook and a Canon Lake. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to play around with those old stuff. I would say somebody said this earlier. I've, I've done a couple things. I, I 
I usually don't hang on to them personally. Uh, but what I've done is, is yeah, I either sold them to somebody who, who I knew kind of needed something more low spec and, and was fine with it, uh, donated it to schools. There's a lot of times schools need, need hardware, uh, especially in this day and age. Um, and then the, there was and one time. One Oh yeah, right. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Retirement communities. I have a uh, I've, I have a friend in the uh, who's a who's a white hat, and he convinced me to to install Kali Linux uh, on an old uh, netbook. I think it was. Uh, so I I tried my hand on that for a little bit, but I you know, I'm, I'm not a big hacker, so. Uh, but I, yeah. I tried it. I was like, oh, look this is kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> now look for Adam on Silk Road under an assumed name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Adam's like the person I'd least suspect of that. <laughs> actually, that he would do it. Mm, you'll never know, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Is, is there any any other fun ones to get to before we get out of here? Uh, VC gesture. I, I, I maybe we answer this question or not. Uh, but uh, did say uh, a while ago. Who do we have to buy lunch for to get front panel pins on motherboards to be standardized? Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot yeah. of people you're gonna have to buy lunch for. <laughs> right, a lot. It drives me crazy, or at least just make it so those little uh, brackets that they come with. Sometimes you can plug them into the brackets and oh, then just plug the bracket that's populated into those. That should be the standard at the very least. If you guys can't all embrace one standard for front panel stuff, at least make that little bracket standard so I don't bend pins and make my fingers bloody. Like right now, when my vision is still decent, it's okay. But I can't imagine when I'm older and being like, wait, I can't see what the <laughs> triangle is. Like, that's going to drive me crazy. I know. But <sighs> to a certain degree, I, I'd almost just like stick it in there and just be like, all right, does it work? No. Okay. I need to redo some of them. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. But BB continues to scream at me from my, my door. So uh, mm-hmm. we should probably get out of here. Uh, Brad, do you have, do you have an outro? <laughs> uh sure uh i gotta go take my daughter to go get vaccinated so i'm very excited to get out of here uh get vaccinated if you can uh thank you for tuning in tune in next week for your fill of geeky pc tech topics i forget the exact wording that gordon uses uh follow us on spotify check us out on youtube you might already be on youtube you might already be on spotify follow us on itunes leave reviews every time you do you know Another motherboard comes with the front panel bracket. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Brad Charkis with the Lena Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to take us out. I'm going to go feed my cat before uh, she starts gnawing on my, my ankle. So see everybody. Thanks for showing up. Bye. <laughs>